Okay. Uh, always great having him on. Uh, Dr. Harlan Almond, he writes a, a, an incredible piece, an opinion piece every week uh, in uh, The Hill. If you haven't read The Hill yet, you should. It's a, a wonderful uh, publication. And uh, and Holland, uh, Holland zeroes in on some of the big issues. Uh, you know, back in the day, you know, the, uh, the Killowin Group and, of course, the best-selling author, The New Bad. Uh, and he is uh, certainly in tune uh, with a lot of big wigs out there. We love having him. Uh, Holland, great having you here. Um, Jay, great to be with you. Indeed. Again. Indeed. Uh, you uh, wrote a piece uh, regarding uh, Mr. Trump and what it would mean for another round of play uh, starting uh, this year, big election year, obviously, uh, for another four years at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Tell the audience a little bit about Go ahead. Talk to him. The question I asked goes back to Ronald Reagan when he decisively defeated Jimmy Carter. Right. And ask the question, the politically explosive question, are you better off than you were four years ago? Now, suppose Donald Trump had been elected in 2020. Think about how different the world would be. Uh, first of all, uh, there would have been no cases against Donald Trump other than the civil cases, because there would have been no January 6th riots, and there would have been no... Uh, federal cases against him or the cases in Georgia. What's interesting is, who would be running for president? Possibly Mike Pence, who would have been Trump's vice president, Mm -hmm. and Pence would not have been caught up in the January 6th business to have to verify the election. And who knows who would be running on the Democratic side, because Biden would certainly not be doing that. But the question is, will you be better off or not? And let me just base these responses to how Trump behaved during his first term. Go ahead. First, in 2021, he would be faced with the Afghan evacuation. Now, don't forget, it was Trump who negotiated the agreement with the Taliban without the presence of the Afghan government headed by Ashraf Ghani. In fact, the negotiation and the agreement had so many flaws in it that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo refused to sign it. Instead, having the negotiation, uh, the negotiator, Ambassador Zalmi, Khalilazad, signed it. It called for a withdrawal several months earlier in May, and it's hard to imagine that that withdrawal would have been any less chaotic, simply because there was less time to prepare for it. Really? Let me ask you, Holland. Holland, we go through this all the time, ad nauseum. Uh, would Donald Trump have elected to uh, to leave $80 billion worth of equipment there for the Taliban? Yes. It was, would, would he have elected to do that, you think? Yes. There's, no, logistically, there was no way of getting it out. And okay. a lot of that yeah, but was, he, would, he have put, would he have put people in that position, though? Yes. He had no choice. That's what the agreement said. Okay. And to, to the degree that Trump... Do you there. think the... Uh, and I said this to you the other day. Do you think the yeah. evacuation of the Bagram Air Base was the right thing to do? Of course Absolutely. not. But that would have happened under Trump because Trump was even more interested in getting out of Afghanistan than than Biden was. So I think that I would say that the evacuation would have been dreadful. Now let's go to 2022 and the invasion of Ukraine, for which Trump was impeached because of dealing with President Zelensky. Now, I think that Trump would have been less inclined to support Ukraine than Biden was. And I only base that on his prior conduct. Of course, we cannot be certain. But my guess is, Jay, 
that he would have not been as supportive of Ukraine. And I would suspect that Russia would be in a much more dominant position. Let's go to 2023 and the attacks of October 7th. How would he would have responded to the Hamas attacks on Israel? Uh, that's a really interesting question. And I can only surmise that I don't think that Biden, that Trump would have been as supportive as Joe Biden was. But the fact of the matter is that situation was so precarious that no matter who was president, it was going to be impossible to respond without either alienating uh, Arab Americans or Jewish Americans. And so my guess is that the situation would have been at least as bad for Trump as it was for Biden. Well, you know what? Uh, and quite frankly, Joe Biden, who touted himself, by the way, as a foreign policy genius, has been anything but. I'm sorry. You know, you go back to the days, uh, uh, Holland, as a U.S. senator. I mean, he never had to make a decision or bear responsibility uh, for running off the mouth. As a VP, he was given the backwaters such as Ukraine. And guess what? He turned that uh, into uh, what it seems to me uh, a family piggy bank, my friend. No, uh, he, but now as the president, he owns the utter disaster uh, what Afghanistan has become. Uh, I mean, it is unbelievable here. The sudden about face of the Pentagon has sent 3,000 fully armed combat groups, by the way, into the fray. Uh, it, that it, it, Even the woke military bosses by the way, Biden installed, it can wake up and smell the coffee here. Uh, well, wait, and yeah, would yeah, Donald Trump have done it with... differently? Let's let's no. remember something here. Trump fired the ambassador John Bolton, right, as the national security advisor. Bolton openly rebelling against his decision to negotiate a peace, peace agreement with the Taliban. Trump's deal set a firm withdrawal date for the U.S. combat troops. In 2021, it was it May 1st, right? Firm date. Yeah. That's where it ends, as far as similarities. Unbelievable. That's where it ends. Right, Jay. He warned. Listen to me. He me warned the Taliban leader. I say this all the time that he would come back and hit harder than any country that has ever been hit, if there was a welching on the deal. Okay. Jay, that's that's a nonsensical. Not one U.S. soldier honor. died in combat in Afghanistan under Trump's watch. Not one. Not one. Not only that, hold on, hold on, I'll give you a chance. He maintained the fighter jets and the armed drones at the airbase, Bagram, used them to keep the Taliban in check. Biden, and I say this all the time, remember as clear as that link was yesterday. When he ordered the midnight evacuation of that air base, air base, it was on July the 5th, Holland, without even notifying the Afghan military. How does that happen, Holland? How did that happen? Two different levels, Jay. We're not doing a, a, a dissection of Biden. We're talking about Donald Trump. And what I'm saying, I believe it was almost certain, of course we can't prove this, that the evacuation under Trump was a loudmouth who made huge promises he could never, ever fill. We're going to build a wall, and Mexico is going to pay for it. But more importantly, I do not think that Trump would have been able to put in place the legislation that Biden did, whether you like it or not, in terms of the money that was appropriated for the infrastructure. Very simple reason. 
was a Democratic Congress. Democratic Congress. So my guess is the economy would not be in the good shape it is right now under Trump, simply because, and I'm not blaming Trump in this case, simply because he's a Democratic Congress who would not agree. And when the Republicans finally won one House, the House of Representatives, in 2022, it was too late. But supposing the Democrats had won in 2022 and the Republicans had not. So my view is that the situation today under Trump would not be as good as it was under Biden. That's speculation. Now, we can criticize Joe Biden, and you know that I have as much as Joe Biden is the worst president in the history of this country. He will go that's down as that. Non- Jay, that's absolute nonsense. That's true. I'm telling you, it's true. That's true. Well, it is an absolute disaster. Holland, everything, everything Joe Biden did, first day in office, he took his pen and basically wiped out everything good that Trump accomplished because he did not want that affiliation of Donald Trump. He hates him so much that anything Trump did that was good, he reversed it. Joe, day one, what did, what did day Trump one executive order, that's what he did. What did Trump do when he took office in 2017? He reversed everything that Obama had to do. This is not so much a Trump versus Biden. It's a Republican versus Democrat. And remember, one of Trump's objectives was to overthrow the Affordable Care Act. And who made the difference? Senator John McCain. So I think if you're going to attack Biden for attacking Trump, you need to do the same for Trump attacking Biden. Listen, day one, Obama. Keystone Pipeline, everything else, the policies, it's all about po- Harlan, you know as well as anyone. It is all about the policy. Policies dictate uh, the country of how it flows on a daily basis. It is all about the policy, and Biden's policies are horrendous. They no, are horrendous in it's every also, which way. Jay, it is also personality. And if Trump had a normal personality, Trump could have gotten away with a lot of things. The problem is he's got a personality disorder. He's narcissistic. Uh, his ego is unbelievable. He only regards loyalty one way to him and not other. And so you've got a personality issue here. Uh, as Biden has an age issue, Trump had a personality issue. That's the big difference. It had nothing to do with policy. It had to do with Trump. We uh, know that. Just, we know he's a narcissist. But you know course. what? At this point in time, with all that is going on in the world, and by the way, I mean, the numbers keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper into despair for this guy. So the country, whatever side of the fence you're on affiliation-wise, they feel that Joe Biden is not getting the job done in a, in every which way, whether it be foreign policy, whether it be the economy, the border. Uh, the southern border right now is beyond. I mean, that that is the number one issue when people are going to go to the polls November the 5th. They are going to look at the safety... And everything else involved here, as far as how this man has uh, has pretty much presided over this border. Well, let me make let me make two points. First, Congress deserves a huge amount of blame. They cannot address the border. They cannot address Ukraine, and they cannot address Israel. And this is a national crisis. Uh, and irrespective of whether Biden would be president or Trump being president. The fact of the matter is that Congress is so divided 
government no longer works. Second, and you'll enjoy this point, we're going to the polls on November 5th. What Americans will not recall that in the 17th century in Britain, there was a plot to destroy the English Parliament by Guy Fawkes called Gunpowder, Treason, and Plot. And so it's interesting, November 5th is the day we're going to the election. And Guy Fawkes night may well be a standard for evaluating what happened on November 5th here, because I am entirely worried that the election is going to be extremely close and no matter who wins, there are going to be protests that break out, I fear, worse than January 6th because the country is so divided and is divided over personalities and, unfortunately, less than policies. We will see. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm very, very fearful that November 5th is going to be in a, potentially a day of infamy in the United States. Well, you know, again, again, uh, I always say, ask the question, are you better off now than, we, than you were four years ago? And the answer, of course... No, we're not. We're worse. We're worse well, I, by I, a I, long I, shot. I just, uh, in every which I, way. I mean, Holland, you can't you can't paint a, a, a pretty picture as far as Biden is concerned. You just can't. No. You Trump can't. And by the way, what they're doing to him, by the way, what they're doing to him. Uh, who's him? What they're doing to Joe Biden right now by putting him out there. Uh and I'm a man who looks at things objectively. I don't really pay attention to this cognitive decline stuff and everything else. But there is such a comparison of what Biden was, even a couple of years ago, when he could speak freely and everything else. He's having trouble. He's having a, Listen, to think that he is at the controls in that Oval Office of nuclear weaponry is scary. The way no, he not. talks and operates... Uh, I'm sorry. Jay, I, he, he's I, not. I, Jay, I, Holland, he's I, I, not fifth of the office. Honestly, he's not fifth of the office. Wait. Let me just. Tell you, I do not have a. Per- Let me just finish, please. I have a not a first person relationship, but I know of two. I know exceedingly well of two of Biden's uh, closest outside advisors, both of whom were senators, and both of them separately. One's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Have said that cognitively speaking, they have no concerns about Biden, even though his image of being old is very, very serious. And I know both of these well. I know one of them extremely well. You can't even remember the terrorist organization known as Hamas. Have you listened to to (laughs) Donald Trump? Donald Trump on election night. You you don't even have an argument with this stuff. I mean, it's silly to even think about it. Let me make a point. Let me make another point about Trump. Trump has been rejected by among, I believe, uh, his most qualified uh, advisors. Jim Mattis, straight as an arrow, quit. Why did he quit? Because Trump moved forces out of Syria without informing the Secretary of State. By the way, did whatever you generals... think of John Bolton? Whatever you think of John Bolton, and when Colin Powell was Secretary of State, I warned him about Bolton. I'm not a Bolton fan, but Bolton is not stupid. It is not stupid. Um, Secretary of State. Similarly, you have the key people in his administration who said, John Kelly, another Marine. These guys are straight arrows. That's one of their problems. They're not political. All of them have made the most serious accusations against Donald Trump's company. And the only people who support him uh, were the people who were his alkaline, who gave him unbelievable amount of loyalty and for whom I have very, very little respect because they're not very, very confident. 
rates Priebus, who had been uh, the head of the Republican Party, when Trump assembled his entire cabinet, Priebus went on for five minutes about this is the greatest honor of his life. I mean, these people <laughs> were so were so dedicated to Trump, they lacked reality. And so my view, my own view of Trump, plus the view of people that I respected in his administration, to me, says that he is not fit for office. Uh, he's not fit for Well, it, to me, it's no, listen, if it, if it is Biden uh, at the finish line, and again, I, I have a funny feeling it won't be, but if it is, you can't even compare the fact of getting four more years after what we have seen jump. here. I mean, yeah, it's an absolute agree. disaster. And let me let me go about this. Let, let's not forget that Trump appointed 220 judges to the federal bench, all in three Supreme Court justices. Uh, at least they try to adhere to the Constitution rather than creating this uh, this garbage uh, that we have seen. This this liberal legislation from the bench, uh, which is an absolute disgrace. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I could go into so many different areas here where Trump made an impact well, I uh, and made problem. a difference Trump as far as him. Americans' lives are concerned on a daily basis. Uh-huh. It's not even close. Be- the struggles right now that people are going through from an economic sense, paycheck to paycheck, 62% of this country are living that way. 33% rise in inflation. The wage hasn't gone up. People are struggling oh, yeah, right yeah. now. No, 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 no. People no, are struggling please. right now. They go to the grocery store, they're paying more. They go to the gas pumps, they're paying more. Okay? Okay, let me make two Overall, make two don't, I don't want to hear about jobs added and unemployment at 3-7. Nobody cares. Jay, Nobody cares you have about to that. look at all the figures. Let me make two points here, please. First, a great majority of Americans do not want Trump or Biden running. All right, we agree. This is the worst choice we have ever had for president, in my judgment. And it's very likely you may be right that Michelle Obama replaces Biden. Uh, maybe somebody will replace Trump. Look what happened to Nikki Haley. 65% of the vote voted for somebody else. So we've got trouble in River City in both parties. And in that regard, we're in full agreement. Second, when you and I have a conversation around Memorial Day, you and I will discuss the state of economy. And it's my sense that the economy for everyone is going to be much better. I think wages are going to rise. I think gas prices are going to come down. And if the Fed cuts interest rates, which I suspect they will in March, we are going to be in a very much rosier position. I could be wrong. I'm speculating. But I'm saying we'll revisit this in, on Memorial Day or sometime late in May. And under those circumstances, we will see whether you're right or I'm right. And in many ways, that will help determine the election. About the border, the <laughs> I would like Joe Biden to be able to shut the border down now. And as you and I have discussed... He should. It's a, first off, it's he, a he can't. horrendous deal on the table. Horrendous okay. deal on the table. It's the best you could get out of Congress. My point is that there are so many lawsuits. Remain in Mexico policy was over. Obrador has said it's finished. And all the executive action that Biden took has been challenged with lawsuits. Even if Trump were president, there's no way he would have been able to act because Mexico certainly disliked him hugely, as you can imagine. And secondly, uh, the law did not give him sufficient authority no matter what he said. And I would just make the point, he was going to build a wall and Mexico was going to pay for it. That's that's a bunch of nonsense. Let's not go back to, you know, paying for the wall and everything else. 
Listen, he had you know, policies in place. He ran on. He that's listen he to me. On. He had pol- when he was the president. Do we have any of this? Do we? Do we have a million encounters over the two and a half month period? One yeah. million border encounters uh, over two and a half thing, months. All one, one million. COVID. One Something million border COVID. encounters. Do we have the fentanyl that that is coming into this country? When he was the president? No. The answer is no. Did the cartels have their way as far as human trafficking is concerned? The answer is no. Okay? Did did we have a process of vetting properly? Yes. We don't have that here. We let everybody in. Everybody into this country. Trump, Did we have fentanyl come in and kill 70,000 under his watch? The answer is no. Let me finish. No. Hey, stop. Take, take a deep breath. <laughs> if Trump had been elected in 2020, my guess is the border situation would be just as bad as it is today. Complete, you are Any wrong. That is well, ridiculous. I can't make my point. It's you not even worth a reply, honestly. Well, Joe Holland, I love you to death, but man, don't tell me that, please. The, the border well, is an absolute you. disaster. Under this guy's watch, it would have been a lot different if if Trump were the president, hands down. Hands down. It's about no, policies. Policies. Jay, you don't understand. Catch release. Understand the power. Remain in Mexico. It's about policy. Title 42. No, Jay, you don't Come understand. On. The Mexicans have rejected that, that there is no place to remain in Mexico was going to work. Period. Go back and read the record. That was nonsensical. Holland, would we, let me ask you, the would the... Would the cartels be doing what they're doing right now under no, Trump's watch? Of yes course. or no? Of course. They would be, huh? So you're telling me the fentanyl will be flowing in here like Swiss cheese under Trump's watch? Yeah, it is. Look. Would it? Let me take Honestly, you. would it? Because it wasn't back then. Of course. Now it is. Yeah, because the demand for fentanyl was far less, okay? The cartels are going to get their stuff as long as there is the man. Because for it. they know the they can get away with it, Holland. No, they Jay, know they can get away with it. Jay, they can That's always more. get away with it. We have as long as Mexico, as long as Mexico is in essence affected by the cartels, who in many ways are better armed than the federales. I mean, you have these 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 people who are running for Congress, you for Senate, for the presidency, saying, "I'm going to take the special forces and attack the cartels." By the way, that's against the law. That is, they don't understand federal law. Now, are you going to declare war in Mexico? No. So how do you deal with it? And one of the ways we've always had this problem with drugs, and they're increasing, Jay, is through stopping the demand. And we just can't do that. And you have an increasing demand by young kids for this sort of stuff. And it's outrageous, and it's going to get through in any in any sense. It's, it's, outrageous. it's outrageous about how to me. It's, it's outrageous to outrageous. me that Biden, okay. when he met with Xi in San Francisco months ago, they had an agreement on the fentanyl, the manufacturing that he would curb it thirty five percent. I mean, that's great. So you're going to curb the most deadly substance on the planet. Thank you very much, Mister Xi. Um, as you deliver it down to Mexico for transportation into this country. I mean, that's that's the right thing to do, right? I mean, the whole thing is just absolutely Jay, so much, Jay, insane. So much money in this. There's so much money in this. And the tools to counter this are very much limited by legal pursuit. Let me give you another example that may surprise your list. Quickly, because I have to go. Go ahead. Iran is, has, <laughs> has avoided many of the sanctions because 
secretly they've used two of the biggest British banks without their knowledge to launder their money. Now, how did this happen? The point is, Iranians are extremely clever. Druggies, sadly, are extremely clever. And they were able to outwit. This stuff would be coming in. It may be coming in for by submarines into the west and east coast. They would get around because the flow of money is so attractive and so massive. Uh-huh. It's an unending problem. Here is who's in charge. I wish you uh, Godspeed on your way uh, out of the country. And uh, a safe return, my friend. You can read Holland's piece uh, every week. His opinion piece in the Hill. What's that? Great. Thanks, Jay. Speak to you when I get back.